Welcome to the Awaken to Empower podcast, the show for heart-centered entrepreneurs who wish to fully step into their power and make a bigger impact in this world. If you're ready to awaken to and embrace who you are and step into your purpose so you too can manifest the business and life that you desire, then you have come to the right place. I'm your host, Kay Sanders, Transformation Success Coach and Akashic Record Guide here to support amazing entrepreneurs like you on their journey of awakening to who they are, of stepping into their power as they start living their life on purpose, of making the impact that they are here to make, and creating a successful and thriving business that is in complete alignment with who they are. Now allow me to be your guide that shines light onto the path that is in front of you, so you too can move forward, empowered, and confident as you make the difference that you are here to make. Are you ready for that? Hi there, it's great for you to tune in again. Super excited that you're here. Now in this episode, I want to talk to you a little bit more about being seen in order to become known. And this week is actually all about really getting you out there, creating the content. I, I know the last episode was all about creating the content consistently. And now today I really would like to talk to you a little bit more about getting seen, really putting yourself out there to become seen, to become known. I touched on it in the last episode about the importance of really creating consistent content to become known, become seen, to really position yourself as an expert. So today I want to talk about different ways that you can really put yourself out there so you can become known, you know, but first of all, becoming seen. So that's really what this episode is all about. So I share with you different ways of what you can do and also if you're a little afraid of really putting yourself out there, I also want to touch on how to really overcome the fear of being seen because I get it. I remember when I first started with podcast episodes, like being being interviewed on podcast, I'm telling you, it was painful, like really painful. I remember one host, um, I think she never even released my episode because it was that horrible. So but the thing is, you know, as you know, you got to be out there, you got to become known. So and it starts with becoming seen, right? So why do you really must be seen in order to become known? It's because people get to know, like, and trust you. The more they see you, the more they see your content, the more they, more they see you being out there, then they start getting to know you. If you're not out there, no one can get to know you, right? I mean, if you're staying this hidden gym, just staying at home, working behind the computer, not really getting putting yourself out there, it's really going to be very, very hard for you to become known. And in order to grow your business, you've got to become known. If no one knows who you are, they're not going to feel attracted to you. They're not going to come to you. You're not going to be able to grow your business. Now, another thing is, it's also people then will get to like you too, because as they're consuming your content, as they're getting to experience you through the different ways of becoming visible, they get to like you because they can they can feel into you, right? They can listen to you. They can see if they, if they like your style, if they like how you talk and the content you're creating. So they start liking you or not. So by you being out there, they get the chance to start liking you. And also then the big key is they start trusting you more because it's really rarely that someone just comes across your content and right away signs up with you, especially for your one-on-one -on -one work. If you're in the coaching industry, uh, the, you know, like if you're having high, high ticket prices, people rarely just sign up with you if they don't know you, if they don't like you or if they don't trust you right so by you consistently being out there by 
being visible, by allowing people to get to know, like, and trust you, then eventually they're going to be more inclined or you feel more inspired to take that next step with you. Everything that you're doing in your business has the sole purpose of moving people to the next step with you. And I'm not just saying going from non-paying client to paying client. There are so many steps in between on the journey of first coming across you to becoming a paying client, right? So you may connect with them on social media first. Then they may start seeing your content. Let's say you're doing videos or blogs or articles or whatnot. So they're going to see you. They you keep being on top of their mind because maybe you're always in on their feed. Maybe you invite them to an event. Maybe that's the next step, right? You connect with people on social media and then you all of a sudden you're doing a, in, an event from a webinar to a speaking engagement to a, a challenge or whatever else it is, right? A free offer where people can then move into that next step with you to get to know, like, and trust you a little bit more. It's all just, it's like a step-by-step -step kind of approach you want to get them from not having no idea who you are to coming across your content to feeling inspired to continue following you to consuming your content content on a consistent basis to maybe getting onto your email list then when they're on your email list the, the key is you want them to keep opening your email to so they so you can nurture a relationship right so it's like everything that you're doing is meant to get them to that next step. It's to inspire them, to lead them, to motivate them, to take that next step, whatever that is, whatever that next step is. So if you hide behind your computer, if you don't really put yourself out there, if you're not creating content consistently, you're actually doing yourself and your future client a huge disservice. You're robbing them from the chance of getting to know you having a chance to start liking you and maybe trusting you. So, and you're doing yourself a disservice because you're staying hidden. You're not going to be able to get the clients that you're meant to serve, that you're meant to, that you're here to work with. So you're really, by staying hidden, you're doing yourself, yourself and your future clients a big disservice. And I get it. I mean, there are so many entrepreneurs. You may be one of them. I know I used to be one of them that were very challenged about getting out there and being visible. And oftentimes it was not that we weren't good enough. It was about the fear of being judged, the fear of being rejected, that maybe people don't like our content. And if it's about, you know, be putting yourself out there, you know, fear of public speaking may even be one, right? Or another challenge is that we simply didn't know what to talk about or what to create or how to really get started with a content strategy. Now, as far as the content strategy, if you haven't listened to the previous episode, you may want to head back to listen to the previous episode as I talk about how to consistently create content. But, you know, there are so many challenges and especially one of the things that I always heard or that I experienced myself was being an introvert. When I first started my business, I was a big, big, big introvert. I didn't want to be out there. I didn't want to be want to be visible. I didn't want to be seen. I was like the gray mouse that was always in the back of the room when there was an event or anything was going on. I was the one in the back of the room. Even at networking events, I didn't talk to people. I was just standing there waiting for people to come to me. And I considered myself an introvert. I mean, now I adjusted and I became more of an an introverted extrovert. <laughs> but the thing is, one of the things that I realized, and that goes back to my own experience, you may not feel that way, but from my own experience was that 
I was an introvert because I didn't feel comfortable about who I was, what I was doing. I had a lot of limiting beliefs and those type of things. So it was more so I was hiding behind the whole saying of, oh, I'm an introvert. I don't like putting myself out there as a means to stay within my comfort zone. And that's what I've seen actually a lot of introverts do as well. They're hiding behind being an introvert because they're too afraid of putting themselves out there. They're not feeling comfortable enough or you know confident enough to really put themselves out there. And I, like I said, that is because that is how it was for me. As soon as I started feeling more comfortable and confident about what I was doing, and I really didn't care if people are going to look at me funny, especially when I when I came out of the spiritual closet. I was really worried initially how people would react to that. But now I really see I'm standing in my power. And that really goes back to standing in your power. Even if you're an introvert right now, and I get it. If you're an empath, that may be a completely different story where you're very affected by the energy, but then you can shield yourself. There are different ways where you can learn how to shield yourself. So you can listen to the episode about being an empath because I share different different tips around that. But I truly believe, and that goes back from my own experience and the experience that I've that I've noticed through work with some of my clients and also the things that I've seen other people you know, achieve once they really owned who they are, stepped into their power and really felt confident and comfortable about going out there and putting themselves out there, talking about who they are or what they do, then they were no longer an introvert. So I truly believe, and like I said, that's based on my own experience with myself, being an introvert doesn't necessarily, I think that's just a story that we like to hide behind to stay in our comfort zone because it's so much more comfortable staying in the shadows, not really putting ourselves out there because people may judge us, people may make fun of us or don't get what we do or all kinds of different things. Or like I said, you may have really figured out how to work with the, the things that you're experiencing. Like I said, for me, I have a hard time going to different networking events or different events where it's low energy because it really affects me. So it's not so much that I'm an introvert per se. It's just I have a hard time dealing with what's going on. So I'm still working on shielding myself better. I've gotten a lot better. When I first started you know, experiencing these things and learning that I'm an empath, it was horrible. <laughs> I did not know how to deal with that. But if you feel that you're an introvert, I would like to invite you to look a little closer. Are you truly an introvert or are you just using that as an excuse that you're hiding behind in order to stay within your comfort zone? Is it really that you don't want to be out there, that you can't handle it, or is it really more fear-based? And if it's fear-based, it's completely fine. The more you can stand in your power and trust and believe in yourself, the easier it will become to really put yourself out there. And like I mentioned, if you don't put yourself out there, you're doing yourself and your future clients a huge, huge disservice. Okay, so I would like to just invite you to maybe shift your thinking around being an introvert because you can be an extrovert, an introverted extrovert. I do still like my alone time. I still don't go to big events or anything like that. Well, it depends. If it's like a spiritual event, that's something different because the energy is different. But I avoid certain places because I simply can't handle it. But I'm owning it. I'm standing behind it. I'm standing in my power when I say I choose not to go there because I know how it affects me. But it's not from the point of view of like, oh, I'm an introvert. I can't go there. So I really just may want to invite you to really shift your perception around that. Okay, so 
how do you really overcome the fear of putting yourself out there of being seen? The first thing I want to invite you to do, to do is see your immense value. See that you have all these amazing gifts. Maybe you've had them all your life. Maybe you just recently discovered them. It doesn't matter. But know that your value, see your immense value. That is really the first and most important thing that you can do is really see that in yourself. Know your worth. See that you are really, you have so much to give. You have so much to offer. When you really hold on to that, everything else is going to be so much easier. And then also the next thing is find what lights you up. And now I'm talking about the strategies, right? So you want to find the strategy that really feels good to you, that lights you up, something that you really, really want to do. So you can tune in, check in with your soul, check in with your higher self and ask yourself, what do I really want? What would light me up? So see, you know, I share with you something funny. For years, I've been resisting going out there speaking, public speaking. I, mean, I was deadly afraid of that. But come to find out, this is what my soul craves. Because for the last two years, I keep seeing myself on stage. I keep feeling like I need to be out there, right? But I'm still resisting it. Or I have still been resisting it. Now it's definitely on my to-do list for next year. And I mean, I'm doing this this podcast now. So I'm doing different things virtually so far. And I have been doing things virtually where I get to shine my light. But the thing is, sometimes your soul wants to do something that you are not quite ready to do. But it's like that, that deep craving of this is what I want. You may want to be in the spotlight. You may want to put be out there and make that massive impact or whatnot. And if you're not doing that right now, you're actually ignoring your soul. And, you know, that's a, that's a completely different story. But you may want to check in with yourself, really tune in and see what is it that you really want. What would light you up from within? And also check in with yourself. Is it the right thing? The things that you're doing right now, is it really the right thing? And whatever it is that you want to do, let's say you also want to be a speaker and maybe have fear around that. You want to check in with yourself as well. What is it that's holding you back from really stepping into that one thing that your soul is craving to do? And then you may want to uncover it. What is the real reason for that fear? One thing you can do is you can imagine yourself doing it. So for example, one of the things that I like to do is like, for the speaking, I imagine myself really being on stage, speaking, and I really tuned in uh, to uncover the feeling. So you may want to try that too. Tune into whatever it is that you want to do. Really imagine and tune in. Uncover the feeling. Uncover the fear, the resistance, or anything negative that is coming up that's really keeping you from stepping into this and doing what, you, what your soul is craving to do. And then once you know what that is, you can start healing it. You can start letting it go. And sometimes what you can do is start practice in small steps, like one step at a time. So if you want to do a workshop and you only have two people show up, hey, that's two people you can impact. Two people is a lot better than none. You know, you can start small and then work your way up. Even if you're doing any other strategy, as you probably can imagine, everything takes time to develop. Everything takes time to grow. So, and sometimes those big successes that we're really going for, we're not ready for that. So sometimes it's best when we just start small, and especially when it comes to overcoming fear 
of doing something, take it one step at a time. Start small, start somewhere. But it's like when you start somewhere, you can work your way up. And also, you can take your focus away from your own stuff and instead focus on those that you are here to serve. Those, your tribe, your soul tribe that you are here to, to support, to serve. When you take your focus away from you, from your stuff, your fear, your limiting beliefs or whatnot, and you really just focus on them, then you're not even thinking about your own stuff. You're kind of forgetting about that because your focus is on serving, of being there for those people who need to hear your, your message, learn from you, that you are here to support, right? So when you can take your focus away from your own stuff and really focus on them, it makes it so much easier. And also one thing is, and that's really one thing that I learned from Tony Robbins, is you have to make your success a must. Not a, I should, I would, it would be nice, or I would like to have it like that. No, you have to make it a must. Because when you make your success a must, you will then do whatever it takes to make it work. So if, for example, you're craving the speaking, for me, I'm craving really being on stage. I'm doing everything in my power that will help me get there. I have done a lot of speaking training. I have done a lot of uh, other things. So I am working on myself that because it is a must for me. I know this is where I need to be, but I also know that it happens when it's meant to happen. Everything happens in divine timing right but the things you want to make it a must you want to move forward and do something each and every day that will allow you to move forward and even if it's just sometimes just uncovering your limiting beliefs your fears your past experiences that are really holding you back it doesn't necessarily always mean that you actually take physical action sometimes you may just want to look within and find out what is really going on here what am i resisting and then work work from there and then if you're really stuck, maybe you want to consider working with a mentor, a coach, an accountability partner, or someone that can help you break through that fear, break through the resistance, and also help you heal the past, help you heal the limiting beliefs, the doubt, the fears, and whatever is really holding you back. And if you would like my help with that, reach out to me. I would love to help you, okay? But when you work with a mentor, a coach, or someone like that, they often see things that you are not seeing. They can point out what you are actually resisting. So if you're currently not working with anyone, I highly recommend find yourself someone. And if you really don't have the financial resource because that can happen, see if you can partner with someone to be accountability partners find yourself someone that's like in the same level as you or somewhat you know in the same in the same arena as far as level wise goes and maybe even you know somewhat in the same arena as far as like coaching or healing or whatnot because then they can help you or you can help each other stay accountable find ways brainstorm those type of things so if you can't afford a coach or a mentor at least get yourself an accountability partner Okay, but get that help, get that outside help that can look at things from a different perspective. That is really helpful. And then, of course, find a strategy that feels right to you, a strategy that really excites you, that lights you up from within. Because if you're take, if you're doing any strategies of becoming visible that you really don't like, now, for example, videos. I know there's this big hype about you've got to do Facebook Lives every single day. Facebook Live is the, the next best thing. Or even YouTube or videos or live streams. If you have this really big fear of 
get, getting in front of the camera, if you really resist it, if you don't like but you're forcing yourself, I'm telling you, don't do that. Just because others are t saying that this is the next strategy that you need to do, doesn't mean that's going to be the right thing for you. One thing that I have learned and one thing that I always teach my clients, and I've talked about this many times in my episodes already, you have to do something that you feel aligned to. Because just because some other people talk talking about different strategies, you got to do that, you must do that, that's the next best thing, doesn't mean it's the right thing for you. Because when you do a strategy that doesn't feel right to you, that you're not in alignment with, you're not going to get the results. Now, I'm going to share with you, for this podcast, actually, that just came about because I actually was planning on doing the same thing on YouTube. I had bought me a YouTube course on how to really do this, and then I really started doing the training, and I started preparing, but then I realized I don't want to do these in videos because videos is so much extra work that I did, just thinking about it, I felt so overwhelmed that I shut down. That instead of me moving forward, I shut down. I just basically sat on my my behind and didn't do anything as far as that strategy was going until I realized I'm like, I really don't want to do this. And I listened to that. But then I'm like, what? But I really want to get this whole brand awakened to empower out there. What can I do? And then it hit me. I can do it as a podcast. I like to talk. That was never the problem. I just didn't feel comfortable right now with the videos and you know i share, shared about my incident with you this year i had gained so much weight because of the steroid shots and whatnot i was like i don't want to be on camera right and just videos is so much more work than just an audio so the thing is you want to find a strategy that really feels right to you because as i talked about in the last episode Whatever strategy you're using to be visible to create content, you have to do it consistently. So if you want to do something to really be seen in order to become known, you have to find the strategy that feels good to you so you can continuously sticking with the strategy, right? So find what feels right to you that really excites you, that lights you up from within, that you can really stick with for a while to really get the results. If it's doing workshops, doing events, stuff like that, yes, of course, you wouldn't do it each week, but you would do a workshop and then maybe like a couple of weeks later or a couple of months later, you would do another one. So those type of strategies, you still would do consistently just further spread out. But whatever it is you want to do, whatever it is that you're doing, you have to find a way to be visible. Okay, like even if you want to be visible as far as speaking on podcasts, you want to make it a habit to always look for different podcast opportunities, speaking opportunities that you can show your show up at and that you can share your message. Okay, and then the one last thing, let's do what Nike says, just do it. Don't wait for the right time because if you're waiting for the right time, the right time is never going to come. I'm sorry, I'm sorry to bust your bubble. But the right time will never come if you're waiting for it. The right time is right now. There's never a better time to get started something than right now. Because if you wait, you're losing out on all of these people that you can impact. All of the opportunities where you can share your message. So start now. Start right now. After you're done with this episode, stop what you're doing and figure out a way that you can become more visible. Okay? And feel free to let me know what that what that looks like for you. So next one, next topic I want to talk about is like how do you really start 
becoming seen in order to become known. You want to have a content strategy. And if you don't really know what to do about that or how to do that, listen to the previous episode because I go into detail about setting up a content strategy. You, you know, if you don't really know how to come up with, with ideas, listen to that one. I go into much detail about the content, what you can create, how to come up with ideas, and even how to overcome content creation blocks. Okay, But also here, the one thing that I want to share with you is do what feels right. That's the most important thing. Then the next thing what you can do is if you like speaking, there are two different ways. You can do online or offline. Ideally, you want to combine the both because online you reach a lot more people than offline. Now, online would be podcast, either hosting your own or being guest. You can even do both. I like to do both. I have my own podcast and I am a guest on other podcasts as well. Same with a summit. You can host your own summit that will also help you build your list and get you exposure and all of those different things. But then you can also be a guest on summits. Then you can do webinars. You can do online challenges. You can do YouTube videos. You can do live streams on Facebook, Instagram. And I think LinkedIn is doing that now too or only for certain people. But you can do videos on that as well. So that's online. That's a couple ideas that you can think about for online visibility of really getting out there and becoming seen. Now, as far as speaking offline, that would be workshops, talks, retreats, hosting events, anything where you get to basically speak offline. But whatever it is that is not online where you get to speak, that's a great way as well. Now, another thing that you could do is collaboration where you partner with other experts and doing this outreach that I shared with you before can help you actually build those collaboration projects or collaboration partnerships as well. So one great thing you can do is join venture mailers where you share content, you know, you share about someone else to your email list and they do the same for you. You can also do it on social media because now with LinkedIn, with Facebook, they have this weird algorithm that unless you have engagement on your content, as soon as you post it, you're not going to reach as many people. So what you can do is you can partner with someone, with other experts where you, you, Basically, like, share, and comment on each other's content so you can ask if it's okay to tag them whenever you post them. Don't just tag people that you know but you didn't ask for their permission. I know a lot of people are doing that with me on LinkedIn right now, and it's it's really getting on my nerves because I've never even had a conversation with them. or I had one short conversation with them, and then they're tagging me in their post mainly because they want to get higher in reach or get more exposure. So you don't want to do that. You want to build a partnerships. You want to do a mutual agreement that, okay, whenever I post something, I'm going to tag you in that. Are you okay with that? If they say yes, you can tag them. And then just like, share, and comment on each other's content because that will also give you more reach as well. And then you can even collaborate on events as well. So collaboration is really a powerful way to not only grow your reach, but also it's so much more fun than doing everything by yourselves. I would really like to invite you to consider who can you collaborate with, whether it is just through social media content sharing or maybe even events or whatever it is that you guys can come up with. But collaboration is a powerful way that can really help you grow your business. Now, another thing you may consider doing is starting a group on Facebook or LinkedIn. Now, this I just want to mention that it's going to take time to build it up. 
So if you don't feel like doing that, then you may, this strategy may not be the right thing, but it is an option. So you may consider starting your own group on Facebook and LinkedIn. Now, the good thing about being a group leader also means that you're positioning yourself as a leader. Okay, it positions you not just an, as an expert, but someone that leads other people. So that's a great way as well. And then also be more active on social media. Like I said, I shared with you about content strategy in the previous episode. You can li listen to that to get some ideas how to go about that. But then also you may want to think about one main platform that you focus on and then you can have one or two additional ones. You really want to focus on this omnipresence where you're, you're just about everywhere, right? But you want to repurpose your content. So what I like to do is like LinkedIn is my platform. That's where I spend most of my time on. I post there, but then I also share my stuff on Facebook. I used to share it on Instagram. I don't do that no more, but I also share my, my episodes now on YouTube just to have more of an omnipresence. But my main focus is on LinkedIn. I make sure that I get engagement on LinkedIn. Facebook and the other platforms, I don't care so much about. Yes, if I get exposure, they're fine, but I'm not really focusing on those platforms as much, or I rarely focus on them. I just post it, I schedule it, I post it, and then whoever wants to see it, whoever engages with my content, I then respond there too. However, I have one platform that I focus on most of my time, which is LinkedIn. So you want to have one main platform but then you can have one or two additional ones that you may want to share your stuff on as well. And then repurpose your content. You can use one content, one type of content in so many different ways. So think about like how can you repurpose your content in different ways. But I'm just going to talk about this one last time as the key here is really to find what feels right. So don't base your strategy on what you have been told, what the gurus are talking about. That's the next best thing. You want to tune in and choose based on what feels in alignment with you. Yes, there has to be a strategy behind it. You want to choose based on what feels right, but then also you want to check in with yourself. Are you choosing that because it's easier, because it's not scary? Is this really what you're meant to do? Because oftentimes we choose what is safe, but ideally something else would be better for us. So you want to kind of decipher what feels right. And I'm not saying what feels safe. I'm saying what feels right. Check in with your soul. Check in with your higher self. What does your soul want to do? If your soul craves for you to be out there speaking and you choose to do blog posts, you're ignoring what you're meant to do then you might get smacked by the universal baseball bat until you finally listen because you are misaligned in your business. Yay. So and we don't want that. So when you check in with yourself, ask yourself, are you choosing this based on feeling safe, staying in your comfort zone, or is this really what you are meant to do, what your soul craves? That's what you want to do is really check in with yourself. Because if you choose something that feels safe, or if you choose something that you think is the right thing because all these other experts are doing that, you're actually misaligned because then nothing is actually going to work all that right. It doesn't feel all that right. Eventually, it's going to feel like a chore. And most of all, you're not going to get the return that you could be getting from something that you're really, really, really excited about because you're putting your energy into this. 
if I wouldn't love doing these episodes, you would notice it because my energy would be completely off. I wouldn't be talking all upbeat. I would be more talking like this and very bored and really don't want to do this. And I'm pretty sure you wouldn't want to hear, listen to that, right? So think about it. Be in a place of doing something that feels right from within. Not what feels right from your ego mind, but really tune into your heart and feel what is right. And I would really like to invite you, if you haven't really done a lot to put yourself out, to do, become visible, if no one really knows who you are, I would really like to invite you to step outside of your comfort zone and do this. Because if you choose to stay hidden, people simply won't find you. They won't learn about you. Your circle of impact and the circle of influence that you have stays very small. So you're not ultimately, you're not going to be able to make the impact that you are here to make. And also, you're doing yourself and your potential clients a disservice, like I mentioned earlier, because they need to get to know, like, and trust you. So if you don't have a lot of clients yet, ask yourself, are you consistently putting yourself out there? If not, now is a great time. Now we're coming to the end of 2019. Now it's a great time to really think about how do you want to show up in your life, in your business next year? How can you get out there more to become more visible, to reach your clients? How can you reach your potential clients, your tribe, those people you're here to serve? And how can you, can you do that in the most aligned way that feels right to you based on what your soul is craving to do? Now is the right time to really take some time out and think about, make that plan for 2020, because 2020, from what I've heard, is going to be an amazing year. So you really want to prepare yourself for that and have different strategies planned out. So when January 1st hits, or you know maybe January 2nd or 3rd, whenever you're starting again, you can really hit the ground running and do what you are here to do. And it starts with becoming seen in order to become known, in order to attract people to you. Sounds good? So I hope this episode was really beneficial for you. And I hope you have that understanding now that it is your duty to put yourself out there. If you don't, you're just doing yourself a disservice. You're, you're, you're robbing your potential clients from the opportunity to get to know, like, and trust you. And also, you are meant to share your gifts, to shine your life, and it starts with putting yourself out there. And just do it. Just go out there and just do it. Because your soul clients, they need you to step outside of the shadow, to step out from behind the computer or from behind whatever you're hiding and really get out and shine your light, okay? I would love to see you shine your light as well. And if you don't really know where to get started, you may listen to the previous episode about the whole content and whatnot. And if you need help, please feel free to reach out to me. I would love to help you. You know, email me at info@kate.sanders.com. Let's schedule time so we can talk and you know see what we can do together so I can help you. Okay? But I'm super grateful that you're here. I hope you're enjoying December so far. You only got a few more weeks left before the year's over, so I hope you're making the best out of it. So with that said. I will speak to you again next episode. Until then, make an amazingly abundant, successful day. Namaste. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Now, if you enjoyed what you have heard, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and also follow the show on your favorite listening platform just to make sure that you won't miss any upcoming episodes. And also, if you would like some extra motivation, guidance, or support to help you step into your power 
and finally manifest the amazing business and life that your heart desires, or if you would like to just get more information about this podcast, then visit me at ksanders.com and also feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or even Instagram. Now, I appreciate you so much for being here and I will see you in the next episode. Until then, have an amazingly abundant and successful day.